something the other day made me really reflect about how I started on my journey. Um, And for some reason, because I didn't notice that a major part of my journey started in like around 2016, 2014, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I think 2014 is when my journey started. Um, And I realized that my immediate initiation into the spiritual awakening was that I actually was facing similar consequences or similar circumstances um, that I am facing now, which means that at the time I was living from home to home, you know, living with this person, that person, I didn't really have any stability. Um, I was always working, you know, a job where I thought I was happy, I thought I was cool, but wasn't really very fulfilling to me. Um, and also I was just having a really tough time with relationships and things like that. Um, and I remember I, I met my catalyst. So your catalyst is usually the person who gives you that spark to start looking into the occult and matters of the mysteries, right? So I had a really good friend um, with whom I met when I was probably like 19, 20 or something like that and he was like very, very wise like his wisdom I wouldn't say he was because I, I guess he's still wise Um, his wisdom was just remarkable like we would talk for hours and hours and hours and hours like just about everything, everything you could think about, you know, because I'm the same person, like, there's nothing you can't talk to me about, so I can withhold myself from any kind of conversation, and we would just talk about, like, all the things that were mysteries, right, like, conspiracy theories, uh, aliens, Area 51, all these, all these different American mysteries, um, but then we were both from the Caribbean, so... We started to talk about, like, he was telling me about the fact that a siren, right, which is like a mermaid spirit, he was telling me that sirens are both known um, in many different islands of the Caribbean. So, like, he was saying that his friend in Jamaica had a similar story to his friend in Jamaica and uh, Haiti about coming into, you know, interacting with a siren. And... I was like, wow, because, you know, nothing surprises me in this life anymore. You see, once you realize that the physical is actually just the illusion, then there's nothing to be surprised about. Um, at that time, I was feeling very defeated. Um, I didn't have much familial support at all at that time. Um... My friends were pretty good. My friends helped me out uh, as much as they could, you know, because we're all kids um, at that time. And 
initially I went through the dark night of the soul when I found out something really traumatic and horrible to me right it was traumatic and horrible to me because I'm extremely sensitive like I have a very bold personality but like I could take uh, criticism pretty well it's not the criticism I have a problem with it's it's the the actions and deeds of men that I have a problem with. And not man meaning men, but man meaning people, period. Like, the shit that people do just piss me off. And um, I was very disappointed by something, and that was my catalyst. That started me off on my journey. Um, And then I started to realize that I was being drawn into different things, like tarot um yeah like tarot uh astral traveling um all kinds of things of the metaphysical and I'm not gonna lie like the dangerous thing about the occult is that you have to know when to come out because if you don't, it can really take over your life and really have a negative effect on you, right? Like, when you go through the dark night of the soul and you're, like, super depressed and you're looking for answers and you feel like there's none, you feel like God disappeared, you know, he's not talking, um, people don't have any good wisdom to give you right now, nothing's changing. That's, like, the, the dark night of the soul experience for me. And I was so young that it was like, no, I need answers. So... I noticed on Instagram, um, these little tarot readings would pop up. They would always pop up. And um, I'd always be like, oh no, like I was so super terrified of clicking on one of them because, you know, we're taught that certain things of the, of the, of the other side are bad, right? Which I gotta say, like, I can't even lie. Even as somebody who has been in the occult and came out of the occult, um, I gotta say that tarot is horrible because it takes the joy out of life. Like, even if something really sad is supposed to happen, or really bad is supposed to happen, you can't really like you can't you can't escape that situation no more than God would allow you to. So for example, if you're trying to use tarot to like find out some shit or whatever, honestly, when you do find the shit out in like in the physical, it's gonna hit you like a ton of bricks because it's gonna be like, oh fuck, right? Like and because of that, it robs you of that true healing experience that a hard time is supposed to give you. So that's my opinion about tarot. So um, I used to do tarot. However, now um, I don't need them anymore. My intuition is pretty litty. My dreams are litty. My conversations with the whole with the Holy Spirit is pretty lily. Uh, pretty lit. Ooh, pretty lily. <laughs> that's God's favorite flower. Oh my. God. Uh, all praises to the most high um yeah like all my spiritual gifts is pretty like good so I don't have to 
um, use anything of the occult, you know, at all because I don't need them. However, you know, that was how, that was a part of my journey. Um, then I started seeing the number synchronicities. Oh boy, that shit used to creep me the fuck out because I never noticed them before, right? Like, at first, I kept seeing 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> I'm like, creep, I'm like, creep the fuck out. And um, then I started seeing the other ones, 222, 333, 444, 555, 666, 777, 888, 999, 1010, 1111, 1234, right? Like all these angel numbers I started seeing, but I don't know what they are because I don't know what's going on. So... I'm going through, like, it's my job. I'm just a regular girl from Brooklyn. Like, I've always been different. I've always been very intuitive. I've always been a medium. I've always channeled. I've always done a lot of stuff that I just thought was just regular. You know what I mean? I thought everybody could do that. And I think that that's kind of why in my interactions with people, sometimes I'm a little clueless as to why people just don't know any better, you know? But now that I know, it's because I just have an inner knowing. And maybe, you know, other people do have it, but a lot of people, they don't, they don't allow themselves to be awoken to it, right? It's like they rather stay asleep because then it's easier. It's easier to stay asleep because then you don't have to take no accountability for the shit that you do, right? Like you don't have to heal any of your traumas that's holding you back. Like maybe you were called to be the one to break those generational curses for your family, just like me, right? But if you want to, like, walk away from it, you know, then you start to live double lives. And the Bible says that there's nothing, wor- you know, there's nothing worse than that is somebody who lives double lives. Somebody who, you know, knows better but doesn't do better, right? Like, that's the worst thing to do because it's like a mental entrapment. And that's why some people, when, the, when you're dark night, after you meet your catalyst, which is that person who puts you onto some spiritual shit and like really gets you thinking about life for the first time, like really thinking, thinking about just the, the nature and how nature interacts with us, right? How we interact with nature, how God interacts with us, how God interacts with nature. Like once you meet that person, <laughs> you might as well, Alice in the Wonderland, skip down the fucking rabbit hole because there you go. Um, really sometimes it even begins like we're looking up your dreams right because dreaming is a gift dreaming is a gift especially if your dreams actually make sense like and not make sense to nobody else but make sense to you where the Holy Spirit can help you piece it together right like with all the meanings and things all the symbolisms Um, but for the most part Mind you, I'm a regular girl from the hood. Like, I'm from Flatbush. There's fucking rats and stuff outside. <laughs> In the broad daylight sometimes. Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not on no pedestal. Like, I come from a poverty-stricken family. 
You know what I'm saying? Both sides, mother and father side, poverty, poverty. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just a normal girl. So when this shit start going down, I'm like, what? So again, I'm I'm in the rabbit hole now, right? I got the number synchronicities, I got the dreams. Um then I started getting drawn. Um, because I used to work at this mental health facility overnight which is mud at the fact that that's where I started getting all my teachings, right? So my first teacher, my first, like, internet catalyst, I would say, of my journey is Ralph Smart, um, Infinite Waters, Diamond D, right? (laughs) I used to watch his videos every night when I used to be at that home, like, and I mean all of them, like, non-stop back to back back to back back to back like even when I was preparing a meals I got Ralph Smart in the headphones talking about quantum physics talking about spirituality talking about generational curses trauma psychology because he's a psychologist a black psychologist and I love to see black people in their profession like something about seeing a black person in a profession just make me automatically respect them and make me automatically want to know what they got to say so I'm just listening to his videos. Oh, and it actually, ironically, it was my my catalyst. His friend played one of those Rob Smart videos for us one time. And ever since then, I started watching them on my own at work and shit. So you see how it works? Like, your catalyst is usually going to put you on to some shit that you're going to get, I guess, kind of like either addicted to or you're just going to really be adamant to see what's it, what it's about. Um, what it's about. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't even talk. So, um, I started learning so much, like, about myself, um, how to meditate, what does that mean, um, you know, it was, like, my introduction, really, into New Age, so, once I got into New Age, I was in it, I had the crystals, I had the Himalayan singing bowls, I had fucking the yoga, yoga clothes and shit, um, what else, what else I used to have? Um, little Buddha statues and shit. Like, I was real peaceful, right? But I, it was a fake peaceful. That's why um, God says, do not fall into, like, you know, wooden and stone gods because they ain't gonna teach you shit. <laughs> like, they're not gonna teach you shit. You're not getting better. You're just You're just making your spirit more stubborn. You know, when you go into certain things and you start, and you start ignoring your everyday things like no true spirituality is the combination of everyday life and spirituality that coexist with each other every single day like you always find a synchronicity you always watch a movie and I and just happen to really focus in on this one part where they saying something and what they saying reflects your life as a message right there right then right like that's some real shit and that, that's a regular movie right you think but that's how our angels and ancestors and the most high communicates with us um sometimes i watch a movie um out of nowhere i just pick a pick a random movie it could have been a movie that i watched a million times and all of a sudden this one time i'll see a deep ass message and it'll it'll always lead me to tears because i'm again i'm very emotional like i'm very sensitive so when certain things touch my heart, it's like I, I just cry so easily because I I still have the heart of a child. 
you know, I still have the heart of a child. Like, I still get excited about just little simple things. I still get excited. Like, I'm, you know, as a grateful person, I'm always grateful for anything and everything. So I'm always, you know, like, my heart is always excited. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why, um... This shit was just so cool, you know, it was just so fascinating to me. Um, then it went from that to like watching these spiritual readings on um these spiritual readings on like YouTube and Instagram and stuff like that. Um, then they had the zodiac ones, and then from watching the zodiac ones, that's how I got put on to the birth charts. Right, so they would be like, "Oh, something about your seventh house, your fifth house. Check this transit, check that transit." I'm like, "What the fuck they talking about?" So you know me, I'm real Mercury like. <laughs> um, so I went to go and find find out what it means. I, I want the information. So I put up my birth chart. I didn't know my time. I didn't know the time I was born for a very long time because me and my mother had like a strained relationship. At that time, and Ola was just was beer arguing and shit. So imagine me calling her to ask her for my birth time. <laughs> um, she did end up telling me later on though. Like as we started getting cool, she I asked her and she told me the exact time. Um, so yeah, so I did my birth chart or whatever, and I'm looking, I'm reading certain shit. I'm like, this shit. Some of it apply and some of it don't. So what I'm realizing is that your birth chart just tells you the overall. Um, like your overall personality development throughout the years. So like, yeah, maybe you could have been into lying, stealing, cheating, whatever, when you was a kid, but then something devastating happens, which always shows in the chart as well. And usually that changes you, right? Or you begin to go on your North Node, which is the person, which is all the traits that you're supposed to embody in this lifetime. So, for example, for me, I'm a Leo, but my North Node is a Scorpio. So, that means that I came here literally to transform. Meta- uh, physically, metaphysically, whatever. I came here to transform. I came here to regenerate, to rebirth myself and to help rebirth others, right? Um, my South Node is in Taurus, which was being comfort, like always wanting comfort, always trying to make money, always fucking working two, three, four, five jobs sometimes, you know what I'm saying, trying to be comfortable so that I never have to face certain situations again. No, my Scorpio North Node was going to break me out of that. It was going to break me down from that. It was going to say, no, you need to learn to trust in the divine. You need to learn to trust in God, right? So again, before my spiritual journey, I've always had ties to the Christian church. I feel like that's the that's the initial initiation of this whole thing, right? Because it's like you learn about, even though they're not really telling you the full truth about Christ and the full truth about the Bible, and you know, it didn't matter. It's all about that introduction. It's all about getting moved by God, getting moved by hearing about God hearing about what God can do and, and all these characters in this in the Bible and, and this story and that story and all this beautiful music that can move you and make you cry. I mean, some gospel songs get me going. Some gospel songs would knock me dead in my tracks and I have to sit down and I have to listen to the song and I have to cry my eyes out. I have to cleanse my soul to the song, right? That's what it's all about. That's how you get introduced. That's how you get put on to the Holy Spirit. Right? And then from there, 
again, at some point in your life, you start to see things start adding up. So, and I'm gonna explain how I, this video might be a little long because I'm gonna explain how the Holy Spirit ties into this whole thing. So, again, I had a church background. I was always in church. My great grandfather um, was a bishop and he owned a church. I had never had a year in my childhood where I didn't go to church. Like I've always went to church. And I feel like even when I was, oh, that's my Chiron. Because even like when time started getting really, really hard for me and I was devastated, I started to like be angry at the church. I started to think the church was fake. Like I really started to like rebel against the church. Oh my God, I just, I just figured that out. Um, anyways. So, uh, so, um, yeah, so then I started to watch these kind of spiritual readings and they started to talk about Christ. They started to talk about God, right? Mind you, in the midst of this, I'm literally dating this guy who's a Hebrew Israelite who pretty much put me on to being a Hebrew Israelite and the fact that all of us West Africans, West African descended people are all Hebrew Israelites. We're all God's chosen people, right? Um, so I, I got into that. I started doing the research about that. The stories, the Bible, what does this mean? What does that mean? I mean, I became obsessed with it, like to the point to where I, I got so good at reading the scriptures that I used to debate with other Hebrew Israelites because they would they would try to use, they wouldn't understand that the Bible is metaphysical, metaphorical. You know, it's, it's, it's bigger than just what the words mean, just what the words say. It has a bigger purpose. They didn't understand that. I always knew that since I was a child, but I never understood it either. But I knew, you know what I'm saying, that like these words can't just mean this because then that wouldn't make sense then th that would make this contradictory that would make this like you know what i mean so that's how i end up knowing the scriptures so again that's how i end up starting to get put onto the holy spirit because the thing about knowledge and wisdom is that god says anybody who you know he who has ears let them hear so it also says that if a person asks for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, God is going to bestow that upon you. So by me being so inquisitive, I'm reading the Bible. I'm reading biblical canons. I've read um, the book of Thomas. I've, well, I read a, a peep of the book of Thomas. I read the book of Jasper. Um, I read the book of Enoch, which was my favorite. Um, so I'm reading, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going above and beyond now in my studies of what this stuff really means and it wasn't until eventually i used all this different information right because like all right so this is the tie regardless if you're a christian or if you're a hebrew israelite even though to me they're exactly the same thing and they should be the same thing um um the whole purpose of that journey is to get to know Christ, right? Now watch this. The whole purpose of the new age spirituality or um, the occult in a sense is to teach you about what? Because eventually that's where you end up learning about it, and that's the most important thing that you try to focus on is 
the Christ consciousness. They want you to be like this, this healed, loving, peaceful, understanding individual that embodies Christ consciousness. So does religion and Christianity. But they're both doing it in a very deceptive way where it's like, okay, you need us to continue on your journey. I'm at the part of my journey where I know that I do not. God says where two or more is gathered, he is there. So if you think about it, if it's your physical body and your spirit that's always connected to the most high, then that means that when you pray, God is there. That doesn't always mean you have to have two people. You know what I'm saying? No. If you have two people, then that, that's now four people in a sense, right? Because everything is about, uh, you know, magnifying the Lord, magnifying uh, our presence, right? So they both end up connecting you back to Christ, you know, and, and it becomes a way of Christ that you understand Christ more like a, a, a brother, right? You understand Christ like a brother because you see how it all adds up. And if you read all those other books and stuff like that, then you will also know that there was plenty of new age, quote unquote, spirituality being used right in the Bible. For example, astrology is in the Bible. God says that he gave us the, the stars and their arrangements and things like that of the skies to know the seasons. That's metaphorical. Um, of course, they talked about dark, you know, dark stuff like, like witchcraft and, and um, snake charming, all that type of weird shit, right? They, they talked about that too in the Bible, but they try to give perspective. And what the Most High put in my spirit is that you shouldn't really have too much perspective on anything unless it's something related just like specifically to you because only you can actually use your discernment, your your um, God-given Holy Spirit to figure certain things out, right? So it's important to know like, okay, well, maybe that's a little crazy or that's a little wild, but it's important not to judge it because you never know how it's going to tie back into your journey at some point. I know that was a mouthful, but yes, um, what I'm trying to say is that, again, they just all tie in. The whole purpose is to embody this Christ-like energy. The whole purpose is to become, as humanity as a whole, all of us in our Christ-like energy embodies the return of Christ. And that's the second coming. The second coming, which is why it is symbolic to when after Christ died, <clears throat> or even, yeah, after Christ died, all his disciples and stuff kept spreading his word, kept spreading his message. Like, that was that was their assignment. That's what they were born to do. That's what I'm born to do. That's what any chosen one is born to do, to spread the word, to spread the gospel, the good news, that change is coming. Change is coming. Change is coming to our world, right? But they've been doing this for eons and eons and eons. So I don't, a part of me feels like this occurs over and over again on different parts of time and history but to relate it to right now see it wasn't even for them and that's something that the bible reiterates all the time like all the writers and all the authors saying like 
you know, and my prayers to the generation to come or my, my you know, my best wishes to the generation to come. Like, because they've seen, they foreseen that shit was about to go down because this is about to be the rewashing of the earth. Right. So, again, I don't know if we do this over and over again every couple of hundred thousands of years and then our memories, you know, wiped and erased and then we're back again. Like, I don't know. It's, it's something. It's something about the story that to me feels like there's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> like, right? Um, and that, again, that's just the whole purpose. The whole purpose is for humanity to join together in their Christ consciousness as a whole to create this one solid new being, which is why we have all these twin flame journeys going on right um and i'll do a a video about twin flames um after this one but that's why we have like divine feminines and divine masculine just women embodying you know divine goddess energy men uh, embodying divine god energy right and when you guys come together what is that the the mother the father and you create what the son the child right like it's, it's so beautiful oh my goodness it gives me chills like it's just so beautiful how everything just always adds up everything always adds up and that's the most beautiful thing about my spiritual journey is those moments that i be realizing like oh my god it makes sense right like i be getting so crazy about that i, I get so riled up about it because it's so exciting it's so exciting to be honest so if you're on a spiritual journey keep your head up the lessons they get the lessons go up and down they go up and down but for the most part once you feel like you're after those hard fucking lessons i promise you your journey is your journey is about to lighten up you're about to go into coast mode now all right so until next time